Alright, we're live. You want to dive in? Uh, why don't you give us the intro, Alex? What, what's the official name of the podcast? Podcart. Podcart. Right? Yeah. Podcart. Lean in closer to Welcome, welcome, one and all, our loyal listeners and new listeners alike, to the final episode of season one of Pod Cart. Took us uh, until the last episode of the season to decide on a name, but there it is, <laughs> Pod Cart. Tell all your friends and uh, make sure to follow us on our brand new Instagram. Dylan, what's the handle? It is Pod Cart Podcast, all lowercase, one word. Pod Cart podcast unbelievable that wasn't taken already easy to remember because this is a podcast and it's about food carts pod cart podcast unbelievable that it wasn't perfect taken. how did we not get this before perfect name thank you to our listeners who contributed uh great name suggestions to us dylan before we dive in to today's uh wonderful and very special podcast featuring a very interesting food cart we got some updates for the listeners we have a lot of updates First of all, this is our first live on-the-ground episode. We are in Rittenhouse Square. We are outdoors. The fog has dissipated. It is a beautiful, sunny day in Philadelphia. So if you catch some ambient noise, that's what it is. That's what it is. Just the sounds of the city. Because really, food carts are about the, you know, they embody the city, the movement, the feel of a place. And we want to bring that right to our listeners. What better way? and do an episode just a couple blocks away from this food cart, a couple blocks away from all the food carts we've been trying, Rittenhouse Square. Well said. I like your spin on that because also Alex moved out of his apartment, a.k.a. our recording pad, and we, yeah. now we are kind of homeless in terms of uh, where to record. That's exactly right. Uh, more, on a more practical note, as you alluded to, we have lost <laughs> the keys to our studio. Uh, they're now uh, used by Dave Coper. Shout out to Dave. Thanks for taking over my lease, bro. Come on, Dave. Really helped out. But, uh, yep, he has uh, converted the kitchen studio into a normal kitchen. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So we can no Which means no Alexa that. either. And, uh, Dylan, you have some big personal news as well. Yes, I have quit my corporate banking job to go full-time podcasting. Let me hear it. Boom! <laughs> so make sure you like us on Instagram. Because I have no income. No so. income. Uh, Sponsored post coming in hot. Yeah, yeah. We're season two. Uh, look forward to some ad reads, which we'll, <laughs> we will be doing for you know all the typical stuff. Me undies, Casper, all your normal podcast advertising companies. They're hot on our heels, mm-hmm. so we will be telling you all about those uh, very soon. Right. And, and uh, another big uh, nugget here to go over: our our boys, our guys, our favorite crew of uh, of uh, food cart. Yep, the OG chicken over rice halal cart, which we brought to you in a recent episode. They are moving locations. They're moving about two blocks away to the corner of 18th and Chestnut. They were forced to move due to uh, ever-increasing fees. Extortion. Extortion, really, by the city of Philadelphia. But this is something that food cart owners and operators have to deal with frequently, are the licensing fees to park your cart either on the road or the sidewalk. The mm-hmm. city extracts a fee for that, and obviously in hot locations like the 17th Street Corridor, which we brought to you many times, fees are high. I think this is something we can explore further in like a deep dive episode next season. Um, so please holler at us on Instagram, let us know that you like it, and we'll be uh, doing a whole new season. And finally, on a more personal note, I uh, recently returned to the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. 
from a sojourn, a two-week sojourn. A faraway place. A faraway place. Thailand, which was an amazing vacation for many ways, in many reasons. Uh, you know, beautiful scenery, very interesting people, very cool culture. But one of the main reasons that I loved going there was the food, and in particular, the prevalence of street food culture, which is all over Thailand, particularly in cities like Bangkok and Chiang Mai. And I really felt as if I was making a pilgrimage to the mecca of the street food world. I mean, everywhere you walk out in Bangkok, carts just line the streets. All the locals do their eating out, usually three meals a day. Very few people cook in their homes. They're eating street food all the time, and I really felt inspired. I, you know, I think older street food cultures like that definitely influence uh, the budding street food scene, food cart scene in cities like Philadelphia and across the U.S. Yeah, and you got the full perspective taking it back to the old world. I think it's going to be really huge um, insight for just going forward, being able to compare Dylan, what do we got on deck for today? So, Alex, we have a uh, unnamed, unmarked um, Greek cart. I don't think it's fair to say it's Greek. We're guessing that the operator might be Greek, but it's not really Greek food, even if that's true. Yeah, that's true. But this is a this is a food cart that we've had in our eyes since before we started recording we have been building up to this moment to bring this to our listeners and what better way to do it than in our season finale right um and you know that's because the little backstory on this this cart has become something of a legend absolutely uh a lot of people know about it a lot of people talk about it and it's multifaceted in terms of its legend because the food for one is very delicious very high quality and it, for two this this guy is one of a kind this is not in any way your typical food cart experience both in terms of presentation in terms of customer service and maybe more than anything in terms of the quality of the food itself mm-hmm. so let's dive right into it i mean you're walking up to this cart corner of 20th and market what do you even see looking at it well, you just see a plume of smoke coming from the top, like a, coming out of a train. I mean, it looks like every time he's cooking a dish, it looks like the Vatican just elected a new pope. <laughs> uh, well said. And this smoke is literally thick for like 100 yards into the air. You can smell this coming from a half a block away. When I first got there around 1 o'clock, uh, there was a line about 10 deep. And the line is no unique li- or no you know normal line. That's right. We've talked about a lot on this show how a lot of these food carts will have a lot of the food prepared in advance, and they do that for speed, right? They want to service as many customers as they can quickly without uh, compromising the integrity of the food itself. This guy takes a different approach. Each dish, and we'll dive right into what those dishes are exactly in a minute, but each dish is prepared individually for each customer. takes about roughly five minutes per person. Yeah, so you can expect, you know, easy math on how long you're going to wait, because we waited about a half hour. For our food. Yeah, about that. Um, but there's another vibe that is worth mentioning here. And it's just like this. this you don't talk to anyone. In yeah. line, uh, to the owner, uh, anyone. You don't say words. Yeah, and to give our listeners kind of an idea of what this experience is like, we're going to dive into it in depth. But it's akin to the famous Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld. Mm. If anything, this guy is the soup Nazi of food carts in that, you know, he is recalcitrant, he's a little mean, 
He knows what he's doing. He's confident. He believes in himself. He has a set of strict rules. And if you want a taste of that delicious food, you better damn well follow the rules. Oh, yeah. You do not slight him. Because you came in hot and we're like, well, let's, like, interview in the in the line. Let's ask him questions. I was right. like, no. Like, this vibe is very strict. Absolutely. And I quickly wow. saw that, that. So what do we mean by this? Well, this food cart has no menu. Actually, has some very interesting decorations out in front. Hmm. Some uh, old world. Yeah, kind of the yeah, kind of like, like mystic pots decorations. And yeah, very cool stuff. And but, some squash. But what you don't see is any sort of menu. You don't see a menu, and you don't see anything that you can pick up. No bags of chips. You want something to drink with your meal? Go somewhere else because he's not offering anything. Literally every day he makes a dish, and if you're going in his line. And you want his food, you are getting that dish just as he prepares it. But Alex, you don't mean anything. Like, it's not just a styrofoam and the food, right? Like, there's got to be, like, he gives you napkins or forks or knives or something. Uh, Dylan, I feel like that was a bit of a leading question because the answer is no. You're not even getting what? utensils Where with this guy. Where do you go, then, to yeah. get this stuff? I, and now they're a bit of a leading question because a guy a couple places ahead of us in line asked that very thing. He said, hey, man, what's the deal? Where's my fork and stuff? Obviously a first-timer. Obviously a first-timer. And the guy said to him, uh, in, you know, not the uh, friendliest way. The people at Starbucks are very nice. Why don't you ask them for a knife and fork? <laughs> and we did just that. We did just that. We went to a local business and uh, essentially stole their plastic utensils. Again, you play by his rules. You gotta you do. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. So no menu. Uh, Dylan, maybe you have a. Maybe you're gluten intolerant. Maybe you have some sort of food allergy. This is not the place for you. Don't go if you have a food allergy. There are no modifications allowed. And part of the reason is because there's really no conversation allowed at this food cart. No conversation. He does not want to talk to his customers. In fact, the line is about 10 or 15 feet away from the cart Mm -hmm. on the other side of a pretty broad sidewalk. Right. Um, Intentionally so to keep the customers away because he doesn't want to talk to them, which we'll get into why he doesn't want to talk to them later. Right. Um, But this caused a little bit of a dilemma for one potential customer. That's right. Uh, Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, as we were standing in line, you know, again, because the line is so far away, there's a big gap in the sidewalk. People are walking through. And a woman comes up, curious about the cart. Again, it's completely unmarked. There's no menu. She was just asking some simple questions. And that ignited the beast in this man. He went on what had to be a 10 or 15 minute at least, because when we left, it was still going on. Went from zero to 60. Yeah, immediately. A huge rant about his history, about his philosophy. So what are some of the things we learned during this rant? First of all, um, we learned that he has a skewed vision of how long it takes to wait in the three-person line. That's right. He said to her, he said, turn around. You see those people gesturing to us, again, 10 or 15 feet away. He said, they've been here for one hour, two hours, (laughs) which is uh, not exactly the case. But, you know, his point was that it does take a little bit of time. Because what he's focused on is the quality of the food. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, that made us kind of take his words a little bit of a grain of salt. He has a tendency to exaggerate, talking yeah. superlatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he say? He said at one point, he said, this is the best restaurant in the city. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Most expensive restaurant in the city. And the most expensive restaurant in the city, which is demonstrably And false. then he said he was the strongest man in the world. He said he was the strongest man in the world. He did look pretty strong. He was so. 60 years old. 60 years old. He could be the strongest man in the world. We make no uh, We make no. Clues. Well, I mean, if he's really pulling that that cart with his bike like it looked, <laughs> right. then he, he did, might be the strongest man He in did the have world. a bicycle attached to the front of the food cart, which uh, normally is reserved for cars. But 
what's this process like? So you're standing there 10 or 15 feet away, mm-hmm. and when the food is ready, he'll gesture over to you. Give you a little, like, come yeah, here motion. little here motion. He you come ready with cash, $10 in your hand. You better have that 10 bucks in your hand. He gives you a styrofoam platter filled to the brim with whatever he's making that day. You give him 10 bucks, and you are on your way. Right, and we were talking to someone in line. This is how we initially got information. And he said he had been coming here for, you know, a year, year and a half. And sometimes he notices that his more loyal customers will come around later in the day, like 1.30. Right. And then he'll give them some, like, small words of exchange. And these are people that have been loyal to him for years. Right. That he gives, like, some small exchange to. Right. We saw the full-blown... The beast. Mad chef come out today. Because he was a chef. Uh, He previously owned and ran this restaurant in Rittenhouse Square, where we're broadcasting live from right now. And what did he say about his employees? He said, and he seemed to be proud of this fact, that he worked them so hard that they were working 22 hours a day and sleeping in between shifts in Rittenhouse Square. Yeah, and I think um, he, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and I described it as he was like a a teapot, like boiling and ready to burst, like at all times. Right, and Um, this woman, asking fairly innocuous and understandable questions, just set him off. Yeah, and I think, you know, we can get into psychology later, maybe just leave us to Freud, but uh, I think it's tied to just his... His failure of his restaurant because he seemed to right. be blaming the city of Philadelphia for only liking cheesesteaks. That's right. Not appreciating high quality food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so. And now he's, he said, referenced himself like, I'm 60 year old working this food cart, putting out like this amazing food every day. And like, look at me. I should be like better off than this. Yeah. He did say that. So maybe, maybe some of his dearth of success in the restaurant business might have to do with his uh, personality. <laughs> which seems volcanic at best. Yeah, maybe a little bit of, well, whatever. But let's talk about, you know, why do we come here? Sure. Why There's one come? reason. Tell me. The food. The food. That's why we do this podcast. We do it for the food. We don't care about the experience. Let's dive right into it. What did he make for us today? What are we eating? All right, so you got a heavy base of pasta. Right, which he, which we learned from uh, one of the regulars in line is typical. Usually has a base of carbs. The guy said rice or pasta is very common. Mm-hmm. And then on like the other main component of this is the charred chicken. Charred chicken. That he grills on his own grill inside the car. The source of the smoke that Coal we alluded fire. to earlier. Yeah. You can see the coals are one of the things displayed out front uh, in lieu of a menu, condiments, drinks, everything else that you'd expect from a typical food cart. But it's really fucking good. It's really good. And it's uh, topped with some veggies. Got a big helping of spinach today. Uh, as we some said earlier, in there. this guy believes in strength. Uh, so the spinach makes a lot of sense. Some I mean, mushrooms in here. What kind of sauce here. is this? It's like a garlicky sauce. Maybe like yeah, a garlicky. It's a little thicker, yeah. orange, uh, a little bit of spice. Yeah. But yeah, definitely that garlic taste is really good. And, you know, the point of this guy, well, I guess, first of all, what do you think of the food? It's delicious. Yeah. By far, like, the best, most thoughtful. Most thoughtful. That's interesting. So what was on top of all of this? So he topped the dish with this big, fat, long, bright red pepper. And, that you know, it it just looks so pretty. The colors were a great contrast. It just Mm -hmm. popped on top of the dish. And that, you know, belies a, a broader point which is to say that this guy cared about presentation yeah. in a way that I've never seen with any other food cart operator. Yeah, no no food cart yeah. cares about you that. You could see him, you know, from our position, 15 feet away or so, kind of moving the food around in the tray after he'd put it all in. 
you know, the presentation of this is something akin to a fine dining restaurant. Yeah, but this is, you know, in terms of portion size, this isn't a uh, fine dining restaurant. This is huge. Yeah. I mean, if you are worried about getting your money's worth for 10 bucks, don't be. You could eat this over two meals if you want to. Um, but yeah, I have to say the same thing. Just really balanced, uh, delicious meal. Uh, really love it. I think it's the best, it is the best food that we've had all season. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and the most interesting experience by far. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this guy's theme was he cared about the quality uh, over the quantity. And this is a connected phenomenon to why he didn't talk to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was saying that, you know, talking distracts him from his number one purpose which is creating the highest quality food that he can. And he rightly assumed that you, Alex, were in front of a computer during your job, and he said, like, you don't like to be distracted, like, talking That's during right. your job, right? Right. He's wrong because I hate my job, so <laughs> I do like being distracted, but we'll put that aside. But he had a point. He uh, wasted no time flattering customers, trying to please them, trying to give them utensils to eat the food. Like, why would you waste your time with that? He wanted to just put his craft, his work... <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting spice in the back of the throat right now. But putting that, all of his attention and energy into just making the best food that he possibly could. Um, and he's been doing this since 1999, he said. I had asked him, you know, when are you open? Expecting, like, you know, month, every day, Monday through Friday. But no, he immediately jumped in to burst it on me, like, right. I've been here since 1999. I've been here since all these buildings came up, which... A little there, questionable. There, were, there before 1999. A little questionable. Um, you know, obviously, you could just like the passion is just brewing at all times. Yeah. And I think the bottom line is, this is great food, and it's a go with the flow experience. You just got to take what this guy gives you. Yeah. You're gonna want to do this uh, as like a destination kind of yeah. food cart. Yeah. It's something that you have to try if you're gonna be in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Um. So is it premature to get into the ratings? What else? Do Let's we get have into to... the ratings, and then I have some. I think we got some closing comments on the season as well. Okay. So yeah, I mean, what are you going to rate this? I don't think it's going to be any surprise. Alex, I don't say this lightly. You know, I've been a little critical so far, but this was exactly what I want in a food cart experience. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about the experience. In fact, I like that. Uh, he didn't provide the experience because it added to the charm of this place. And really all that attention that is wasted on the customer experience went into the food and the thoughtfulness of the food and the execution of the food and the ingredients being high quality. Uh, Alex, this is a perfect five star uh, for me. This is without a doubt a five out of five. This is the gold standard of food cart cuisine. It cannot be missed in Philadelphia, in the United States, in Thailand, in the fucking world. This is a great, great food cart. I'll say. And I'll say this, too. You know, this guy's mantra is quality of food above everything else. Above, you know, the basics from customer service to even offering things that your customers would probably like and pay for, like drinks. (laughs) He doesn't even provide forks. You can't even stand close to him or try to talk to the guy. This is art for him. This is art for him. It transcends food. He does it because he cares about the quality. And I think we can take inspiration from that. You know, we do this podcast because we, too, 
care about quality. We're trying to bring our listeners every episode a good quality podcast that's entertaining and informative and interesting. Just in the way that this guy is trying to create good quality food day in and day out. And just like this guy, you know, listeners, you haven't been able to choose which food carts we're reviewing just in the way that we don't choose what food we're getting there. But that's because as the curators of the art form, we feel like we're dedicated to the quality and we're going to bring you what we think is best. Yeah. And I think this also just represents exactly what we're looking for in food carts and what we can bring um, next season as a focus. Get outside of Center City, Philly, and find those hidden diamonds in the rough. Absolutely. That offer those unique experiences and those unique flavors and combinations that we don't experience. That we don't get, that no, they don't even get the attention. And you said it. I mean, if you've been listening to this season, which we hope you have, you have a plethora of great food cart options and a few less than great options for lunch in Center City. And uh, that's good. You should have plenty to do, especially if you're working in the area. But there's so much more to Philadelphia than just Center City. As we both know, neither of us live in Center City anymore. We're exploring different neighborhoods. And there's the food scene outside of Center City is wonderful. And the food cart scene is too. And that's what we're going to be bringing to you in future seasons. And hey, maybe we move outside of Philadelphia once oh. or twice. That's interesting, Alex. We'll see. I like the way you're thinking. We'll see. So with that, listeners... Please support us. Please support us. Check out our Instagram. One more time. What is it, Dylan? Uh, Podcart Podcast. Podcart Podcast. One word. No underscores. And we'll no put all the photos that we've taken up on there so you can get an idea of you know what it, everything looks like. Absolutely. And uh, please tell your friends. Please tell your friends about this show. Help support us. And we look forward to bringing you more great food carts next season. It's been a pleasure, Alex. Dylan, you're right. It is a pleasure. <laughs> Signing off one last time. Alex Knock and Dylan Yuska. This is Podcart Podcast. Ciao.